everybody. It's the Box Office Bomb Squad. Just we break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters. And today's bomb is 1983's Crawl. The glaive is nothing but an ancient symbol. It doesn't really exist. It exists up there in a cave on the highest peak. Without the glaive, you'll never be able to reach Lissa. I need weapons, not symbols. Once the glaive was a very powerful weapon, it can be so again, but only in the hands of the right man. For only the right man can retrieve the glaive. Am I that man? I wish I knew. <laughs> Me too. Only one of them sounds like he's walking up a mountain, by the way. <laughs> well, he is an old man compared to the young man who can climb mountains. That's true. So I guess I'd give him a break. Uh, uh, 1983's, 1983's Crawl, panned by critics. Uh, it's like, like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, a $30 million budget, uh, which is massive for 1983. That's like what uh, was spent on Empire Strikes Back. No, on Return of the Jedi. What was spent on Return of the Jedi. So comparatively, those two were roughly cost the same to make. But this movie only made $17 million back, which is just a huge loss. And honestly, it was kind of sad because it's very original. Um, I, we'll talk about how it's not and how it is, but you know that'll be later on. Um, it lost to... This is kind of funny. So in its opening week, it placed fourth, right? Okay. Uh, the first, the top movie of that weekend in its first week was National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, that'd be a hard one to beat. Yeah, and the second place in its second week was Jaws 3D. Oh, man. Not, not a great film, but, yeah. you know, it's Jaws. It's got a name. In th- third place in its 10th week, Star Wars Episode uh, 6, Return of the Jedi. Or, yeah, Return of the Jedi. No, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it narrowly beat out uh, Staying Alive with John Travolta. Well, at least it's got that. And what's funny is in theater still at this point, 1983, was a re-release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh, which put it at its 2,380th week. Because <laughs> we were talking about like weeks last time, so I thought it was funny to mention the fact that I think that was like the ninth highest grossing movie of that weekend, and it was in week two thousand three hundred eighty. Damn, <laughs> movies stayed around a lot longer back then. Oh man, so crawl. Let's talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs they put these days. <laughs> <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big poop. Had to be an ass joke. Oh my god, let's talk about it. So, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. What can you tell me about the kingdom of Kroll? Uh well. I have no kingdom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, not a whole hell of a lot other than it's barren. I'm so yeah, that. Do you notice there's like so no people anywhere? Confused. Yeah. So, uh, in the if you're a big fantasy like novel reader, right? You're used to these adventures, which are here's our hero, and he's going on multiple small adventures in order to gather what he needs for the main adventure. And this movie is no different. So it starts out uh, the big baddie. Skyrim quest. Yeah. <laughs> the, big, the big baddie steals his bride. So he's got to go get the glaive because he needs the weapon. So he gets the, he meets his old man friend, his Obi-Wan, not Kenobi. Yeah. Uh, you found um, the stone of Ben and Zaya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he gets the uh, glaive. Not Obi-Wan is like, yeah, that glaive's fucking sweet, man. It's like the <laughs> coolest fucking weapon you'll ever see. It could destroy anything. But don't use it. Yeah. Do not use it. I suddenly want until Seth you have Rogen to. to like remake this movie with your description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so it goes a little further with this old man and uh 
they then meet randomly while resting a magician, Ergo <laughs> the Magnificent, mm. um, portrayed by David Batley, who some may know as Charlie Bucket's teacher from uh, <laughs> from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, he's the one that gets all pissed at Charlie for only opening two bars. Yeah, where he's like, two bars? How are you gonna win with that?" So that was funny. I was like, oh, fuck, that's Charlie's teacher. Uh, so now that he's got this guy with him, well, we're going to go a little further and we're going to uh, meet our band of friendly brigands and thieves. And they're, but they're good guys deep down, even though one of them's got multiple wives and they talk about killing people and robbing a lot. They seem to be pretty good people. Um, led by Alan Armstrong and a character named Torkill. And then. In his group are Liam Neeson as Keegan, the guy with many wives, and the muscle Rune, played by Robbie Coltrane. He is dubbed over in this film, not using his real voice, which is kind of funny. So there's a couple other, like, there's like a kid. I think his name's Oswin. There's, uh, there's a couple other guys that are just there, you know, they clearly they're there to have characters die off so that we don't lose any main cast, but we're, we have, you know, some type of loss throughout red, this film. Red shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're red shirts. Hardcore. So now that they have gathered the glaive and then a wizard sort of, he pretty much just turns into animals yeah, he's an animal. Uh, and yeah, it was just funny. Cause he turns into a tiger and starts killing those motherfucking slayers but like previously all he did was faint and like turn into a puppy. And I, I, I don't get why he's like, Oh, I'm actually pretty good at this watch. I'll turn into a fucking tiger. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know you could do that. That, uh, that escalated then, so, quickly. Yeah, Rick killed yeah, the guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so then they're on their way to go get this seer and they get a new friend a fucking Cyclops play, uh, played by Bernard Brislaw, who his name is Rel, and he's cursed with knowing when he's going to die. Um, for 1983, Cyclops makeup, not that bad. No, not that bad. So then now we have the new group, which is the, the you know, our hero, um, Colwyn, uh, his Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yanir, his Han Solo group, which is, you know, Liam Neeson, Robbie Cole training group. Uh, and then we get a Cyclops to join and the, the weird ergo, the bad wizard. So this is our group. Now they have to go to get a seer to tell them where the castle is going to be because the castle moves. But the seer is killed and replaced by a monster who has possibly the best best death whale ever recorded on film. Jesse, hit that death whale. Reminds me of um, oh uh, the death of the uh, the henchman in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, oh, Paul Rubens. Yeah, character. Paul Rubens character. <laughs> 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 Starts kicking the ground. Yeah, it's like everything in this movie is stretched out for a few more minutes than what it needs to be. Yeah, like it's it's kind of a a common issue. Uh, so. They can't go to the seer because the seer's dead. So what are they going to do? Now they have a little kid in the group, randomly, by the way, Titch, who is a child that was like a servant of the seer. And now he's just there <laughs> as a danger, I guess. Uh, so they're like, Yanir is like, well, you know, fuck, I really wanted to use him. But since we can't use him, we can go to my ex-wife. 
but she does live in a giant spider web surrounded by evil spiders that will that will try to kill me and her. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And like, we still have not made any progress towards the villain at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> I will admit that once he entered the cave, I may have fallen asleep for a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that's a that's very stimulating that is a very confusing few minutes to fall asleep because <laughs> when i wake up he's walking into a room and there's just some pretty lady in there yeah and i'm like what the fuck is going on and then he's like talking to her like it's his like they were together for a while she talks about where it's gonna be and then she's like all right man here's the deal like i i i can give you the location but Shatter. She breaks a fucking uh, uh, hourglass, gives him the sand, and says, uh, "Yeah, you basically have until the sand runs out to know or whatever." And then he's like, "Oh, so he's holding in a gloved hand, just a tiny amount of sand. He's gonna climb back through the spider webs, get all the way back to where the group is, and then, of course, by that point, he he has no more sand in his hand because the whole point was that." that sand is going to keep her alive, but she'll die once the sand is gone. So she dies killed by the giant white spiders, which we never see again. And then he's like, all right, I got it. It's going to be in the desert. And they're like, all right. Oh shit. How are we going to get to the desert though? Because this movie has to have a quest to a quest. So then randomly the Cyclops is like fire mares. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he goes, fire mares they're real fast horses so then we have an extended scene of a roundup yeah. of horses i know a guy <laughs> yeah and then they're like all right time to get on these horses and we'll go and the cyclops is like yeah well i'm out guys and then you're like why and he goes oh well he knows his death and he knows it's here and i'm like oh and they're like well why doesn't he defy his what he sees as his death and they're like oh because it'll cause a lot of pain for him to deny it and i'm like well he's gonna die so why whatever Anyway, we go and we get we finally get to the fucking castle and they're trying to get in. And of course, the bad guys are like, yeah, you can't come in. All right. <laughs> so you're not on the like, list. Th yeah. Yeah. Like, duh, they won't let you in. What did you fucking expect? And so then out of nowhere, a, a hero moment happens, which is one of these flaming horses being ridden by this like seven foot tall fucking Cyclops. He's like, ah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm defying my death. And he helps him get in and then immediately fucking gets crushed to death. Yeah. And then basically from here, we have our, we, we've only lost like one guy. Right. And it was a dude that drowned in the weird quicksand that came out of nowhere. But for the most part, most people have survived every attack we've had until this point. Now I, I blame these movies villains. like this for making me think as a child that quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem than it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now, by the way, every, every fucking member of the party is dropping like flies, by the way, <laughs> they're fucking getting shot to death by slayers. They're getting stabbed by spikes in the walls. They're getting crushed by doors. They're just fucking dropping. Even Liam Neeson dies. And has like a death where he's like, tell the last wife that we saw, I love her. And I'm like, whoa, what about the other eight? <laughs> like, like, fuck, dude, okay. Uh, and then we get the final show off between our hero and the evil monster. We'll get back to that. And then we'll talk about that later. I want to go back and talk about things, other things that happened in this film. Because I wanted to give a kind of a basis of the movie. Because if I'm just going scene by scene and talking about what's going on. People are going to be like, what the fuck? Why are there spiders? What the fuck? Where are those horses coming from? It's like, yeah, it's that confusing. It goes all over the place. Uh, so clearly this movie very heavily influenced by star Wars. I mean, you got an Obi-Wan, uh, yeah. you got your group. I mean, it's very much that, uh, there's also a lot of Lord of the Rings similarities to it. Like the evil eye of the the bad guy being the thing, you know. We keep seeing that eye that she's in. Uh, there's the dark riders, you know. The 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 slayers that go out wear all black. There's a there's magic magic weapons. There's giant spiders. I mean, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings things in this. Uh, that being said, there still is an air of originality to this that is fun. 
uh, they really create an entire universe in this film. And this film does stumble over the creation of that universe because there's so much and like things happen due to that. Like we never see people. We see the people in the kingdom at the wedding. Sure. And we don't see a group of people until we see the thieves. And then no more groups of people until randomly one of the thieves is like, oh, doesn't your wife live close to here? And then we see a bunch of women show up and we're introduced to uh, this like hot blonde who is secretly a monster. But she's talked to the hero for like 10 minutes. So now she's in love with him. So she's going to betray the master, which is like, it's just poorly done. <laughs> it's just so poorly done. I had my claws by your throat and I didn't kill you. That was like her way of like, because they, like they grow long fingernails on one hand. And they're like, this means I'm evil. And like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's how you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Long nails, uh, evil. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the scene in which the guy does die in the quicksand, do you know what I noticed? What? They're doing this thing where they're like making a human rope to pull the people out, right? Uh-huh. But like Robbie Coltrane's character, his costume, it he has a fucking length of rope around him. Like really? throw the fucking rope. Yeah, he like he has rope on him at all times. There's like multiple people with rope on them. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, and we know they have rope because we saw the guy using rope to climb the mountains. We saw him using rope, but then like this one guy needs a rope to survive, and they're like, Yeah, fuck that guy. I think his name was Mino. They just let him die. Oh yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. They there is various lengths of rope. And on everyone's costumes, yeah, like everyone's got rope, and it's like, now nah, fuck that guy. What a bunch of dicks! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's multiple parts in this movie that I'm like, what? Like, you, magic horses is a thing, and you've been on foot the entire time. What are you doing? It's like a fear and loathing line. Those horses Shadow can mares. fly. <laughs> <laughs> Those horses can fly. By the way, oh yeah, Fireman. We see them fucking fly, but they land. Like a mile outside of the castle right before dawn and go, yeah, it's up to you from here. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Fly me up to the top, horses. <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, these horses fucking suck, dude. Like, they're, like they, they are not trying to help. And, like, the whole thing is that they're super fast. Uh, but there are, like, male horses, which I don't know why you call them flame mare or mare. is it fire yeah. mares fire a fire mare, I think, maybe. Yeah, uh, fire mare. I don't know why you call them a fire mare. A mare is a female horse, but whatever. Exactly, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I, I just was like, what the fuck? And then like the, the, the glaive itself is not a glaive. Cause the glaive is like a sword at the end of a stick. This thing is like a ninja star that like it shoots blades out like, like a switchblade. And I'm like, that thing is going to fucking take a finger off. Like <laughs> there's no way to handle that thing properly. No. And, uh, we'll, we'll save it, but how it is used is hilarious. <laughs> uh, so some of the deaths that bother me, like Liam Neeson dies. Like he gets kind of a hero's death where he saves the main guy. And he's like, tell my wife, I love her. And it's like, we just talked about how you had multiple wives. So that's kind of weird. Uh, Hagrid just dies from a cheap shot. Yeah. Like, it's just like he shot what randomly at one point, And then he's like, no, oh, and he leans up against the rock. And I'm like, Oh, well not Hagrid, Robbie Coltrane, but we all know him as Hagrid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, man, the fighting in this movie. Oh, it's poorly done. Oh, my God. The sword fighting in this movie by itself. <laughs> Slow. Oh, God. I Luckily, uh, they were doing those, like, bright red sparks flying out of everything. Yeah. So it made it a little, like, uh, it, it hid some of the poor, some of the poor fighting, but not all of it. Yeah, and some people, you know, there's some characters who are shooting fucking laser beams and some that are using swords and... yeah. The swords also, are like, just normal swords, though. The slayers are scared of tigers, yet he only uses the tiger trick at the like as a last minute thing, right? I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, fucking tiger up, and every time, instead of fainting like a little bitch and then complaining, there's no candy. So, oh yeah. fuck, he's complaining about candy. I just realized that. Yeah. yeah, that's all that actor does is complain about candy. Come on, puss puss. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've taken uh I will say the opening scene where we get the uh, the jewel 
I have no kingdom. Uh, kingdom. I have taken dumps that can act grief better <laughs> than that scene. Here's the thing is, I don't think he's that bad throughout the film, but that line that is delivered scene. very poorly. When he's supposed to be like grieving the loss and, of his father yeah. and the kidnapping of his uh, wife. Yeah, which at one point the guy says that, you know, his father's dead and he's like, father, and he goes crazy. And I'm like, dude, you, yeah. you, you, you saw him get shot. Yeah, you saw like, him die. Yeah. You watched him get blasted this off the It should edge not be a fucking surprise. Yeah. Do you think he survived that? <laughs> right? Like, were you like, eh, maybe maybe his chest getting blown out, he can live through that. My dad's pretty tough. Yeah, my dad's got two hearts. He's a time lord. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Pr- Princess Lissa is played by Lizette Anthony, who is fantastic, although they dubbed her voice because she's British. Of course. Uh, but Lizette Anthony, famous for being one of the most damning accusers of the Weinstein trials because she was assaulted and uh, so we don't get flagged if this is on YouTube, uh, yeah. graped <laughs> by uh, Harvey Weinstein when she was 19 years old. So she's been like an advocate against him for a long time. And so because all that stuff was on the record for so long, it was actually a huge help to put that slimy bastard behind bars. So good for her, by the way, she's, a, she's a real hero here. Rock on. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about the final battle because boy, oh boy. <laughs> so the final battle consists of two parts. Part one is the chick is stuck inside a giant bowl. So you got to cut her out. Yeah, of course. So we are given the slowest fucking, here's the glaive. I'm going to throw it. And I'm going to hold my hand out like I'm using the force. Hint, hint, because, you know. Uh, uh, the and force. the glaive is going to <laughs> slowly cut a door. And I mean, it's like cutting through steel in real time with a Zaza. It's so slow. It takes so long it is ridiculous the door opens and he's like aha i have you and then the big baddie which by the way has been concealed this entire time we've only seen parts of him here we've seen his hand we've seen a little bit of his eye he kind of shows up and by kind of shows up i mean he's a blurry image in the background of a cavern yeah and he shoots some white smoke and the glaive deflects it apparently and then he throws the glaive which bounces off of his breath. I fucking don't understand how this glaive works. Then he throws the glaive again. It sticks in his chest and the bad guy seemingly dies from one hit. And then he tries to use the force to pull the glaive back out. But for some reason he can't do it. And he decides, you know what? Glaive's not that important. You know what? Yes, it is. I gotta go get it. Cause he like literally turns away and goes, "Never mind." And then goes, Oh wait, no, let me go get it. It again, makes no sense. He goes to pull the glaive out, and then the big bad villain's like, psych, I ain't dead, bitch. And I'm like, what? Was he playing a game? Was this fucking evil lord of evil literally fucking <laughs> fucking with the guy? Like, I'm going to pretend I'm dead, and when he gets close, I'm going to fucking grab him. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, boy. And then he, like, doesn't need the glaive because he learns that. And I'm going to steal a quote from, uh, there's a guy that does YouTube videos that are, like, great movies that you never saw. I cannot remember his name. But he said that, um, imagine in Star Wars if Obi-Wan Kenobi gave a lightsaber to Luke and was like, this is the coolest weapon that's ever existed. It is so amazing. It could do anything. And then he doesn't use the lightsaber until the very end. And he uses it one time and then says, you know what? The real lightsaber is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's it. He just drops the fucking glaive and is like, whatever. That's Uh, amazing. We're we're done here, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, what just happened? The for a movie that has arguably the most buildup to an event that I've ever seen. Like I literally described the 10 scenes that are extended adventures and little mini missions that are required to fight the big evil. And the big evil died in two hits. It is. <laughs> it, you know what? It is sort of like a Skyrim. Like you, you leveled up by doing all the missions first. And then when you fought like a real villain, you're like, Oh, he's, he's a wimp. Yeah. I just was like, this is maddening. This movie is maddening. And this movie has a huge cult following. 
and I love sci-fi. I love cheesy sci-fi and I love sci-fi fantasy combos. This movie's got a lot of things that work for me. This movie doesn't work for me. I am not a fan of this movie. I do not care about Kroll whatsoever. Yeah. I'll probably never watch this movie ever again. I wouldn't ever suggest it to anybody. I just don't care. I just did not care. You you know what I, you know what I care about though, Brandon? What's that? I care about our sponsor. (gasps) Let's find out who that is. Shall we? Come on kids. Let's find out who our sponsor is. I don't have a sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. You're not my real sponsor. <laughs> I guess we do have a sponsor. Yeah, uh, we do. Oh, uh, 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 do you have anything to say about it before oh, we go into our favorite game? God, uh, it I, was, I went on a tangent there because I it, this movie irked me so bad. You explained it all. I literally the, uh, the I had very uh, quite a few um, Skyrim references in my notes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's it's basically a Skyrim quest. It's exactly how it feels. You need to go yeah. here to get this, and then that guy tells you, "Oh no, you also need this. You better go get that." And I used to be an adventurer till I took an arrow in the knee. Uh, just this movie, this movie stole my sweet roll. <laughs> the little kid gets the stick from the when the seer dies. The little kid picks up the stick and he's like, "He was my only friend." And I was like, "What?" That old man was your friend. I'm really confused in the relationship between these two. Yeah, that's cool. that's worrying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh boy. Anyway, Jesse, it's that time. That time for the five degrees with Joe Morton. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. And this one starts with you, Jesse. I got it in one. Are you for real? I am for real. And you can count. You can call me out and say this is cheating. But I, I happen to enjoy Ken Burns documentaries. Okay. I know. I know how you got it into one. Joe Morton was one of the voices in the Ken Burns documentary that had Liam Neeson as one of the voices. Yeah, it was. um, It's the Abraham Lincoln one. Yeah. American Carol. Or no, Benjamin Franklin one. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because they they do vo- they they hire like big actors to do the voices in these Ken Burns documentaries, and the uh, the Civil War one that was like five parts. Mm-hmm. I could care less about the Civil War. I was fascinated by that. Ken Burns documentaries are pretty good. Um, and then they were like started doing them on individual people like Ben Franklin and Abraham Lincoln and stuff. So I watched all those. I watched the one on like the states that got the lines, and the one about baseball is really good, even though I don't really care about baseball. But anyway. Yeah, Liam Neeson is one of the uh, – I think he plays – he may have played Abe Lincoln, to be honest. I, I, can <laughs> I can't that. remember. And uh, Joe Morton is a voice on there. He plays another character that's important, uh, some printer that was really important for the time period. And I was like, oh, cool. I got this in one because of documentaries, which <laughs> I love being a good documentary. Awesome. I, I, I went a different route. Because of our last movie, The Wolfman, um, Wolfman. I decided to go old style, well, (laughs) quote unquote old style horror movie with it, uh, because one of my favorite director writers of all time, the absolute top of the top, will never be surpassed, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Did a movie with Lizette Anthony. Yes. 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 Yeah. It was Dracula dead and loving it. Yes. We also have Harvey Corman. That goes to Halle Berry in the Flint Flintstones. All right, and yeah, then, she's yeah. Uh, what's her character's name? Yeah, she's the secretary. Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, you have Corman to Halle Berry, and then you got Halle Berry to Joe in the golden, amazing movie, Executive Decision. Executive Decision, <laughs> you, you got there. I did. I I was trying, <laughs> so I got it in three, but. This was actually I mean, a really difficult one to get. Oh yeah, I uh, uh, so obviously Harry Potter was the first thing that came up to me, and I'm like, all right, how could I tie a Harry Potter character into? And I had a couple different ways to tie, uh, like 
a few characters to something. And I was like, maybe I can get this from a Harry Potter character with Robbie Coltrane. And then I kind of drew blanks and I go, okay, well, David Batley is, uh, uh, from Willy Wonka. Maybe I could tie Willy Wonka. And I was like, okay, Willy Wonka to the, nope, didn't go anywhere. I'm like, man, I'm having a lot of trouble here. And I was like, okay, time for me to look at Joe's discography or filmography again and see if I'm just forgetting something. So I'm looking through at the movies I know. There's movies I don't know, and I'm like, don't know that movie. I've never seen Back in the Day, so don't count that one. All the money or whatever it's called, don't know that one. Can't count that. All right. I'm like, oh, wait, there's a TV here. Let's look at his TV. And I know he was in Smallville. I know he was in Eureka. Uh, So I was like, well, maybe something for those. And then I look, and it's like Ken Burns documentaries, and he plays a voice in multiples. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's in these, and I was like, well, Liam Neeson is fucking Abe Lincoln, I'm pretty sure. So I look it up, and I'm like, I'm right. He is a voice in there, so I was able to get it in one. But I did have to go back and look at docu- at his his filmography again. I wasn't able just to pull it out of my ass. I will say that. Nice. But, yeah, it was funny because mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, yes. We haven't had one in one in a while. Yeah, because I at the on the last episode, I almost uh, referenced um, uh, werewolf, werewolf. Their castle. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I love Mel Brooks so much. Mel Brooks is the best. He's got a new show coming out soon. Yes, he does. History of the World Part 2. Yeah, he's not uh, in it apparently much because he's old. Yeah, but he, he's getting up there. He found people that he really likes to replace him. It looks so and good. And Ike Barinholtz is one of them. So I was like, oh, okay. I like Ike Barinholtz. Yeah, that looks so good. Uh, all right, Jesse. Should it bomb? One, two, three, four. Three, two, one, zero. But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. Are you having a stroke? (laughs) I have no kingdom. And you don't deserve one. Yes, it, it deserved a bomb. Yeah, as much as I want there to be more original sci-fi fantasy realms out there, this one falls a little flat for me. And I mean, it's better than other things I've seen. It's sure. much better than some of those. But like, it needs to be about it, forty-five minutes shorter. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it felt like a lot of. It felt like, to be honest, it felt like people that actually played D and D came up with a bunch of original ideas for little mini battles or little mini segments. And they said, this is what we have. Right. And they said, okay, can we get all of that in the movie? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you jam all of that in the movie? And then you've seen the key and peels sketch about the gremlins too. It's in the movie, that person. Okay. That's what it felt like happened. It felt yeah. like someone was like, "All right, Star Wars is big. We gotta get Star. We gotta do our own Star Wars. So how do we mix fantasy movies? How do we mix Star Wars? How how do we mix Star Trek and Conan the Barbarian? You know, how do we get Star Wars and Excalibur mixed into one? And they came in the room, and the guy's like, oh, "I don't know. Uh, maybe the bad guys all wear matching armor, like the stormtroopers. And like, oh, it's in the movie. And maybe they're actually slugs. It's in the movie. I don't know. Is there, is there a Cyclops? It's in the movie." Giant spiders? It's in the movie. Uh, what about a magic weapon? It's in the movie. Oh, okay. How about a, a blind seer that needs to see an emerald castle? It's in the movie. Well, that's that's two seers. Ah, we'll figure it out. This is... Well, you got to have friendly thieves. It's in the movie. What about horses that are real fast and they have like fire, fire mares? Oh, that's definitely in the movie. What about a guy who could turn into a puppy or a pig or a tiger? Did you just say that you want to have a slapstick comedian walking around, turning into puppies and pigs. But then at the vital moment, he turns into a tiger. It's not only in the movie, it's definitely in the movie. And it's, <laughs> it's just like, none of these things fucking make sense within one another. And no, it's just like, they just is, jammed it all in there and said, this is a film. This is somebody and, who took notes during their drunken D and D campaign yeah. one night. <laughs> yeah. It, it feels like somebody had a D&D ma- like a monster manual and they flipped through and they pointed <laughs> at something and said, fire mares. Okay, sure. Uh, Cyclops. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, quicksand. That's cool. Uh, oh, spider. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like it, everything is all over the place. And there's just too much. It's like, 
it, it just is blasting you from all angles. You're like, ah, this is too much. And it's two hours long. And in 1983, that must have felt just miserable. Yeah. But holy shit. Yes, it deserved to fail. I am sad that it did, but it definitely deserved to fail because they, I, I, I think it breaks down to they didn't take it serious. George Lucas took Star Wars serious. Oh, yeah. You know, it meant something to him. This clearly was a cash grab at trying to to ride the Star Wars pony to money. Yeah. So that's what that's my feelings on it. Uh, yeah, I, ne- I think that, uh, you know, like I said, if it was just a little bit shorter, hmm. um, I, like I can honestly say sear thing. Yeah, I can I can honestly say that uh, you know us talking about it as a uh, <laughs> kind of like a mixture D and D campaign. Uh, yeah, D and I I I might play it as a D and D campaign. I mean, I could change you play it to it, be what I want it to be. You know, if you play it as a D and D campaign, cool. do you do you play with inspiration? Uh, I don't play it's, much D and D. Okay, so inspiration is like basically if if someone does something that the DM is like especially. They they really it was really inspired a real inspiring moment. They're like, okay, that was great. I'm going to give you a moment of inspiration, and it's a token you give them to do one thing that may not be possible for them to do otherwise, right? Okay, it gives them plot armor basically for some ridiculous thing. So inspiration is super fun. But if you're like, okay, we're going to play this adventure, and uh, just make them you know the group that has to leave the castle, whatever. Uh, but what you do is if somebody notices it's crawl, they get the inspiration token. Okay. And then just play the game and see uh, see how it goes. You got to change the names, obviously. You can't name it the Glaive because I think that'll give it away and things like that. But, yeah, it definitely is the D&D campaign that has very little to do with each adventure. Yeah. It might, it might be fun, though. It almost feels like a season of TV. <laughs> Like each episode, you know, it's like, and then they jammed it together. And said, "Yeah, this is a film, I guess." Yeah, uh, Jesse, I'm excited. Uh, what's next week? Well, let's see. Next week, I don't know. What do you think it should be? Do you have any ideas? I mean, I got a list. I guess I should go off the list. I should probably. No, go. yeah, yeah. yeah list for I like that this is so much faster um, now that we don't have to listen to the music. Yeah, it, it like definitely it goes. It's it it, Yeah, right. I thought about that yeah. whenever we were getting rid of music. I'm like, man, that that whole like 30 second clip could disappear and yeah, get this it, done it's so much. It, it just faster. tightens up every episode, so it's like right. nice and short. None of this stretching shit out like Kroll does. You know, that's what I said, and I also said it's 2022's Black Adam. Oh, God damn. I just fucking watched this. Yeah. You know, sometimes I watch a movie and while watching it, I go, I should have taken notes. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you know, it's a good movie when that's your thought. Yeah. Uh, I'll be like, I should have taken notes on it. I watched uh, Tarzan, the whatever that new Tarzan one is with the scars guard in it. Oh, yeah, I yeah, go, yeah. I should take notes on this because <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah, I did not. See, I again. did not see this, so this oh, will well, be interesting. Get you fucking get ready <laughs> for all the Fast and Furious jokes that I'm gonna make. Oh, I'm because this movie is <laughs> it tries to be the Fast and Furious superhero movie. Really? Oh yeah, real oh, hard. Oh man. That's... Plus, uh, this movie, uh, oh, this is our second The Rock movie, isn't it? Um, yeah, because Jungle Cruise was the first one. I know that. Well, it was yeah. one of them. I don't I think we've done another one. I don't think we have either. I think it's just those. It, is The Mummy, three, no, the uh, Scorpion King did well. Yeah, yeah. Is The Scorpion King maybe on the list? <laughs> um, I don't think so. All right. Uh, Scorpion what? King would be an S. So if I scroll down, yeah. um, no, it doesn't up. look like it's on there. Okay, good. I was like, how many rock movies are we gonna do? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that should be exciting. It's a you know new fresh movie, new fresh takes. I have a funny story about a guy who got pissed off at me on uh, TikTok for giving it a negative review on TikTok. So that's <laughs> really be fun. Yeah, he's like people like you are the reason there's so much trouble in the world because you're so negative. (laughs) I knew it. People like me 
negative about shitty comic book movies, I'm the reason there's so much fucking despair in the world, huh? That's because people don't reason. like bad movies. Super fucking funny to me, yeah, man. I said, okay, reason. man, whatever. It was so funny. He's but, he yeah, people got so really much. defensive. Uh, it's me. It's always it's, been me. It's always been Brandon. It's been Brandon. <laughs> Jesse, you gotta go beginning. get a glaive and you gotta cut into my basement and get me. Right. It only it only takes two hits, but yeah. I'm gonna surprise you on the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be like, oh, I killed him. I stabbed him right in the heart. And then when you get close, I'm gonna go oogity boogity, and you're like, oh shit, and then just kill me. Uh, please actually say oogity boogity. <laughs> yeah, I always think oogity boogity. That's from uh. Uh, that's from a fucking Mel Brooks thing too. That's what, oh my God. No, no, not from Mel Brooks. It's the not Mel Brooks movie mafia with Liam. Uh, with oh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? He puts the watermelon slice in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a good, I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> uh, that oh, was a Lloyd, reference Lloyd that no Bridges. one's going to fucking get. Yeah. Lloyd Bridges. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, Bridges God. Bridges dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in the airplane, Lloyd Bridges. When he when he when he he's shoots the, the guy in the forehead, and uh, no. he goes, "I can hear the ocean," and then he <laughs> dies. <laughs> uh, there's us again, just like last time. There's us talking about a movie that's not the movie that we actually enjoyed. But hey, Jesse. Speaking of which, what are you watching? So, uh, what you watching? Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad. Do I accept Sorry. that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. <laughs> the right. Mimi starting this time. And uh, so for TV, I am rewatching the animated X-Men series because they're rebooting the series soon. Oh, and I wanted okay. to be up to date on what happened on there. Like I read the X-Men comics. They follow it relatively close. Uh, but there's a couple changes that I want to make sure that I follow. So when I watch the new X-Men thing, I, I kind of am up and cool on it. Uh, boy, oh boy, man. I forget how many just lines of dialogue are in that show. Everything Rogue says is just golden. It's like that show is so odd. Because it's like Rogue is constantly making these weird sayings, and then you got Beast saying weird shit, and then Gambit saying weird shit, and Wolverine says weird shit, and you're like, you're just like, this is a lot of weird like jokes throughout all of this series. But if you haven't rewatched the X Men animated X Men series in a while, go back and watch it. You know, like it's worth the intro alone. It's one of the best intros of a cartoon ever. Oh yeah, that uh, that freaking theme song man slaps uh i'm sorry i shouldn't have said the, the actually like that's for young people it's like, I, don't know, I, I agree it's busting <laughs> oh god that's even worse <laughs> uh, anyway uh i did watch a new film i watched the old way it's a nick cage cowboy revenge movie oh i've got it um, i haven't watched it yet i won't spoil anything okay but uh it's not great. Um, it's very. I like how you. It slow. takes you a second to say that too. It's yeah. I, I, well, great. I know that I don't want to say anything that's going to spoil any of the stuff in there because Nick Cage plays this like the baddest of badasses that ever badassed, and like that's the entire point of his character. But then, like the movie is all about him like kind of being friendly to people and stuff, so it doesn't make any sense and like. The, the child actor is fine, but just doesn't have the, she doesn't have the right tone throughout it. It, it just, the, the supporting cast is pretty good. Uh, although there is a villain character and you'll pick him out pretty quick who is just really fucking annoying. Ugh. And you're just like, I do not. And maybe you're not supposed to like the guy. That's the point. But like, holy shit, man, you go, Oh God, this guy is something else. But Ah, I watched it. I, I, uh, I kind of was like, damn, I, I like I like a Western. I like a good Nick Cage performance. This was not it. I really thought maybe we were gonna get something decent because he's been on he's been on a pretty good kick lately of things that I really enjoy, but this I've was not one of them. Got a gift for you. Here you go. Ready? Uh -huh. enjoy. I got your package. Those pink coconut things have made me quite popular. Mm -hmm. 
What an icon. <laughs> Just a perfect piece of masculinity there, Nick Cage. Um, no new video games this week. Uh, same old, same old. Uh, but I do have a suggestion for music. Um, I am a huge fan of Synthwave, like 80s Synthwave stuff. And I love modern interpretations of it, right? Uh, the Midnight fantastic but what i'm going to specify in this one is white lies uh they are there's not a song by them that you're going to go wrong with they're just fantastic but if you want a song that's going to fucking amp you up and feel like it should have been the coolest song of 1987 look up the song tokyo by white lies it is so fucking good man it is it is one of those songs that i blare in my car and I, I just scream along to it. I fucking love it. Well, that's all for me. Jesse, what are you watching? Uh, let's see. So I had talked in a previous episode about the movie Legend with Tom Hardy, where he plays the uh, Cray brothers from mm-hmm. uh, the gangsters of old. I finally got to watch that. That was magnificent. If you like British gangsters, it's fucking phenomenal dude and who doesn't yeah it was such a good movie and it's a true story so it's even better um so yeah legend with tom hardy was absolutely amazing uh still uh farm simulatoring um, uh, i just paid off my loan from all the equipment oh. that i bought i had like a five hundred thousand dollar loan i bought some fields and bought some equipment i finally paid that off uh doing shore gum flour and bread so yeah that's cool um, They're gonna take the family farm. Yeah, the only <laughs> the only, I I own all my equipment except for a harvester. I I have yet to buy the half a million dollar harvester that I want. But I'll, have I'll you get prayed there. to Great Stone Dragon yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will get there. Um, and then I also uh, we spoke earlier about the fact that I don't actually listen to much music or pay attention to the music I am listening to. So instead of music, I'm going to suggest a book or audio book. Uh, so the one I'm listening to right now, I have restarted the David Wong series of John Dies at the End. Oh, yeah. A fantastic series of books. The first one is, in fact, called John Dies at the End. Uh, yep, and I, I have I had saw the film uh, yeah, before I saw the book. Yeah. And the film has one of my favorite scenes of all time where the doorknob turns, turns into a huge dick, dick and balls. <laughs> And he hold, he grabs it and he goes, ah, yeah. that door could never be open. Yeah, that door could never be opened. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and it's got, um, oh, gosh, uh, I, what's his name? Clancy Brown um, as Dr. Mar- Marconi in the movie. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. The, the dog, the Jamaican guy. There's so much yeah. good stuff in there. So if you like a absolutely absurd. Paul Giamatti. Well, Paul Giamatti's in there, yeah. Yeah. If you like absolutely absurd the words, then uh, you're good. <laughs> Watch it to hear Paul Giamatti say the N word on a film. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. He's not saying it in negativity. Yep. It's it's quite a, it's good. a twist. You'll enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, John I, dies at I, the I, end. I know that the sequel is called This Book is Full of Spiders. Yeah, well, the uh, sequel is called This Book is Full of Spiders. Seriously, dude, don't touch it. <laughs> and then the and uh, how many other books are in the series? Uh so there are four right oh. now. Um, so the, the originally, uh, what you'll find is that, uh, the first three books are written under the name David Wong, which was a pseudonym, uh, for, um, oh, how do you say his last name? It's, uh, it's Jonathan or Jason, uh, Par- Pargin, Pargin, P-A-R-G-I-N. Um, he has started, he has since started using his real name on the last book. So you have John dies at the end. This book is full of spiders, dude. Seriously, don't touch it. What the hell did I just read? And then his new book is, um, let's see here. I got to find the full title because you don't want to mess this up. If this book exists, you're in the wrong universe. Uh, 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. He's also responsible for two uh, uh, uh another series that I enjoy. Uh the first one is Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits. Mm-hmm. And the other and the sequel to that is Zoe Punches the Future in the Dick. Boy, that guy's got a real penchant for naming books, huh? <laughs> he does. It's phenomenal. He's really good stuff. So. Sounds great. I uh I enjoyed John Dies at the End enough that and I had like on my long list of things I want to do, you know, movies I want to watch, TV I want to watch, books I want to read, games I want to play. This book of full of spiders has been on there since that book came out, and there's two more books now. So yeah, I will. I I definitely want to get around to doing that. And I and I notoriously in my household, uh, I read a lot, but I read a lot of trivia books. I love like here's interesting facts about this and that, or or just those books that are like trivia. It's just a literal book of trivia, and I just read through it. I love trivia. I love learning little things. So, but man. You really got like just the titles of those and remembering that movie makes me want to read those books. So yeah, great suggestion, Jesse. Uh, you know, for more great suggestions like that, you can uh, find Jesse in a couple places on our website. Uh, and of course it's under construction. So there's a few things that are still getting built up in there. And so, you know, kind of expect it to, you know, be a little lax now, but by the end of the year, we'll have it up and running. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you wait you know, to debut something, it'll never fucking happen. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just start talking about yeah, it. Sooner or later, yeah. I'll be able to get it done. We don't <laughs> have the windows in yet, but come on in. Yeah, that's uh, fine. yeah. So Jesse, uh, what's the name of the website? Uh, it is the box is boxofficebombsquad.com. Um, and you can uh, you can go there, check out uh, our contact cards. Uh, you know, find me on Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, uh, you can also go to Anchor.fm and uh, read the show notes, leave us a voicemail message, and uh, you know, maybe we'll listen to it on repeat as our daily affirmation. Uh, but what'll probably get to our our souls a little faster is the place at the bottom where you can leave us money. Yeah, money. <laughs> I got a new mug to money us. Hey, it's the cup. Oh, it's a new cup. It's oh, Lando. it's Lando's it? cup. Yeah. <laughs> I, mine's not as much fun. Mine is just a normal cup that says the human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got this cup from a friend who saw that I had this cup and wanted mm. to give me the matching pair, which is an R2-D2 cup, which I holds my you. pins. Nice. So, absolutely. Uh... Everybody, thanks. We'll see you next week. We'll talk about Black Adam and The Rock and all the things in between. What the fuck are her powers? Do you want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate Juno so much. (laughs)